guys. Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Ellie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys toward wellness and how to navigate it all. We were inspired to learn about the journeys of normal people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices, from physical to emotional to spiritual, to figure out what wellness means to them and what works for them. We aren't doctors or experts, just average ladies figuring out how to live our best lives while tackling topics all across the wellness spectrum. It takes courage to share these journeys, and by talking about them and sharing personal stories of real people, we aim to destigmatize the process. Join us as we in our community share our courageous wellness. Welcome back to Courageous Wellness. Today we speak with fashion blogger, host, and influencer Candace Nakia. Candace has worked with brands like The Gap and Old Navy, Fresh Beauty, Nasty Gal, Clinique, and Target, to name a few. She attended the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising and empowers women through their fashion choices. In addition to discussing her personal wellness practices, we chat with Candace about winning over fear being happy in the now, and the power of gratitude. Candace is a bright light and positive force in the fashion world, and we are so excited to share this episode with you. So welcome, Candace. Welcome. Would you mind starting out by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your how your um, interest in fashion developed? Sure. Um, yeah, I started in fashion when I moved to L.A., um, six years ago, I moved here from Indiana and took a leap of faith, started at FITM, and then when I graduated, I I had done like a couple of internships through that process, but when I graduated, um, I couldn't find a job, and so someone told me about uh, blogging, and I did like a lot of side gigs just to maneuver the blogging in there. Like, mm-hmm. I I loved blogging. I loved, like, getting my fashion fix out. Mm. But I couldn't find, like, a full-time job. So I would work, like, retail jobs and nannying and go into do my, like, blogging on the side, like, in my free time. Um, but two years ago, it became a full-time job for me. Wow. Incredible. And, yeah, so I've been doing that. It's really fun to meet new people and work with brands that I've always loved and um, really make a name for myself and be on my own and have my own business through the blog. That's amazing. We were just talking about how sometimes in like the creative world, especially in like a gig economy, which has been like a big topic of conversation lately, um, that you have to do many things in order to do what you love yeah. and um and that that's okay and right. that's yeah. just a part of the process exactly yeah. and there's no there's no like okay sidetrack but have <laughs> you have you recently we, this has been our topic of conversation okay. that's the last couple of days the article that, that was released in the new yorker about jeffrey owens who's the actor who was on um most known for the cosby show but he's oh like, yeah he's like 
Yale. Yes, Yale graduate. Yeah. Out of Columbia is a Broadway yeah. actor, continuing working actor mm, on the yes. affair. Like, but that yes. that whole thing went public about him also working at Trader Joe's, which is like yeah. such a normal thing mm, for yeah. actors. And I'm using actors as an example, but it can be anything in the oh, arts, yeah, right? For like, sure. Creative people. Yeah. It's such a normal part of the process. Then there's like, and that's also such a like normal respectable job like working is great yeah and I just think we talk on this podcast about destigmatizing things yeah and so that's something that we've been discussing recently exactly people have such a misconception that like it that a the arts aren't hard work right you know that like you didn't hustle and like go home every night to develop you know your writing and all that stuff and well there's like a notion that what you want to do with your life you should only do that like Mm -hmm. no matter what like you should just do that if you want to be a doctor you just do that and there's so many avenues that people want to go down like you hear about the moms who were stay-at-home mothers and then they start like this billion dollar business Mm -hmm. from their kitchen or whatever you know but they wanted to do more than just like being a stay-at-home mom they want to do more with their life and that's okay yeah so absolutely yeah I think that's so amazing and and I know you were just talking about this but you know um Candace and I worked together at entertainment tonight it was so fun that's where so we much met fun, yeah. um it was a really great time and I remember something you said gosh so many years ago but you know, you left Indiana, a place that you loved and Mm -hmm. you're so close to your family and you had your friends and it's where you were your whole life. And you took that leap of faith, you know, to, um, to pursue your dream, to pursue what was in your heart. And how did that happen for you? Like, do you remember being that girl in Indiana who, did you, you know, I don't think you, did you know anybody out here? Like, how did you just be like, I'm going to come to LA and live and take such a fearless step forward. Yeah. Thank you. Well, <laughs> um, growing up, I always loved fashion. My mom really instilled that in me. <laughs> like, going shopping, even, like, studying name brands, like, uh, reading magazines, just, like, being really engrossed in it, and it just became a part of my life. Um, but I remember, like, my junior year of college, I was tell I, like, had to find an internship, and I remember going on, like, JuicyCouture.com and, like, looking up career, and there was, like, an internship, and I was like, I don't know I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it. (laughs) And it didn't work out, but I just wanted to do something in fashion. Mm. Um, But when I graduated college, I really had no clue what I wanted to do. I, I knew I wanted to go into fashion, but I had a communications and PR degree, and no experience, no, I didn't know anyone in the fashion industry. And so my parents really encouraged me to apply to schools. Mm-hmm. And um, I first applied to SCAD and I got in, but it was way too expensive mm-hmm. for me. And then I applied to FIT and I didn't get in. And then I applied to FITM mm-hmm. and I got in and it was like a better fit and whatever. So knew nothing about LA, like literally knew nothing. Um, And because I got accepted to a school here, I just decided, hey, I'll go. Mm. Yeah. But my parents, they really encouraged me. They were always a big support in my life growing, coming to LA. They still are today. Um, But 
without them, I don't think I would have been able to come out here um, because I didn't know anyone other than my roommate who I met through the school portal, mm-hmm. you know. It was a really big risk, mm. you know. Um, I think I had saved like $7,000 to come to LA mm. and it was gone in four months, wow, you yeah. know, with that the rents and yeah, yeah. the deposit. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. what? Yeah, That's that like every <laughs> thing I had. Um, but it was a learning process and I'm glad I came out here, of course. But um, yeah, That's <laughs> it was fun, yeah. So, if you didn't know anyone when you got here, did your, well, was your initial community through your school, through FIDM? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. And then did you, what made you decide, like, from the place of being in school to trying to pursue internships at, like, Entertainment Tonight? Mm -hmm. What was that process? So... It was a real big blessing that I got that internship with ET um, because through my school, they only had like connections with um, a lot of retail jobs. Okay. And I went on um, entertainment.net or something mm. and found that internship mm. and applied. And it's funny because my schedule, my school schedule didn't work out with mm. ET. But I begged them. I was like, change my schedule. Like, I watch E.T. all the time. Like, I grew up on that show. I need to be there. And my school was really good. And they um, rearranged my schedule. And I was able to come to E.T. Mm. I think it was, like, Tuesdays and Thursdays or Mm. something. Um, But, yeah, it was great. It was my best internship I had in L.A. Mm. I had a other internships with PR agencies Mm -hmm. and originally I wanted to go down that route okay I wanted to do fashion PR but I quickly realized that that's not me like I'm not as cutthroat as I thought I was I'm not um I'm not mean (laughs) you're not (laughs) just to be (laughs) frank like I'm not I'm not mean enough to just like get something out of someone or like Mm. not have feelings about something and that's a lot of the job in my experience. Um, that's a lot what I felt, and that was not what I wanted to go down. But yeah, I think that's so beautiful too because you, you know, I think going from that evolution to like student to um, intern to fighting again. You're such yeah. a fighter, Candace, Thank and you. I think that's something that a lot of people they see influencers or they yeah. see Instagram or they see fashion designers or stylists and they're like that's that's I just want to go from where I am here Mm -hmm. seeing it on the computer to there and actually there's such a journey there's so much hard work there's such a process through that and so many leaps of faith and I think um to now being this like female entrepreneur badass you know Instagrammer you know it it came from a lot of a lot of hard work and um are there any not like you know, horror stories or were there like, were there any moments where you wanted to maybe give in and then, or give up and and then something came to you to keep you going? Like how did you get through those moments as well? 
I mean, there was a lot of tears, for sure. Like, there was a lot of, like, screaming tears, like, in my room alone, just screaming, like, why am I struggling so much? Like, Mm -hmm. I had no money to pay for rent. Like, Mm -hmm. I was working a retail job making $500 a month, Mm -hmm. and my rent was $500. (laughs) I have no idea how. I mean, it's God, for sure, like, Mm -hmm. providing in ways I can't even explain. But, um... When you're 25 Mm -hmm. and you see, like, the people you graduated with flourishing in their career, getting married, having kids, things I wanted, it's like, how do I not compare myself right now? Mm -hmm. Um, And that was a lot of my struggle um, in my first, like, four years of L.A., like, Mm -hmm. comparing myself and... um, feeling really down about where I was in life because I wasn't where I wanted to be. I knew I wanted to do the blog, but I the blog wasn't paying me any money and mm-hmm. I need to pay my bills. And so I went into nannying mm-hmm. and which is like, it's like great money, but it's not your, my, it was my <laughs> dream. I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. And you can really, I could easily have gotten trapped in that, mm-hmm. you know, oh, it's like good money and it's easy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, there were definitely moments where I wanted to quit because mm-hmm. of money. Yeah. yeah. The lack of money really yeah. got to me. Wow. And, um, I had to, I remember like the way I got out of that like yeah. mindset um, I started uh, meditating mm. and really meditating, visualizing my life. Wow. And um, I would do it like hours a day. Wow. Like, it was the only thing that brought me peace mm-hmm. because if I looked at reality and looked at the now, that made me depressed. Yeah. So I had to focus my mind on what I wanted in life and I knew like my struggles weren't forever I knew that it's not going to be like this the rest of my life I knew I had a destiny to do something greater and even today I'm like I want to do better I want to do better Mm. um but yeah it was definitely like meditating every single day and just like having vision boards and Mm. really focusing on the future and what I want and not what I don't have. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's so interesting. It's like we, we posted something the other day, which I love, which is replace anxiety with appreciation or with gratitude. Gratitude. Yes. So it seems like that's sort of what you're doing in the practice where you're like, I'm focusing on like what I am, what I do have and what I'm creating for myself. Yeah. Not just what I feel like. Yeah. Lack of. Right. Yeah. It would come down to even like waking up and being like, I'm thankful I have this breath. I'm thankful that I can walk. I'm thankful that I can brush my teeth. I'm thankful Mm -hmm. that I can take a shower. Like Mm. it just came down to the most small things for me to find joy. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And that that happens. So this is really interesting. And I think this is a huge component that it's like you said now this is your full-time job, right? Mm-hmm. Blocking. So it's interesting that those, that process, that appreciation, that gratitude, you develop that practice prior to that, mm-hmm. right? Right. It's not like, it's the opposite of that kind of mentality that we're all sort of conditioned to be like, when I have this, right. I will be happy. Yeah. When I get this, when yes. I achieve this. Yeah. Because like, 
the reality is all that stuff, right? you can achieve it, and plenty of people achieve it mm-hmm. and are still not happy. Yeah. So I love that you're saying, like, that came first before right. this dream of having a full-time career right. doing this happened for yeah. you. I had to really learn how to be happy in the now mm-hmm. because I knew I wasn't going to be granted anything in life if I didn't know how to be happy now. And if I look back, I was okay. Like, I had a roof over my head. I always had a meal. Yeah. You know, I had a car. I was, I had money to put gas in my car. Like, there were a lot of things I had, you know. Mm. But in the moment, you feel like, oh, this is so bad. I hate this, you know. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I had to get happy in the now for me to be granted the things that I wanted in life. There's a great quote to um, a Buddhist scholar mm-hmm. named Isaku Ikeda, and he says, happiness consists of this moment only. Mm. That's so deep. Yeah, no. <laughs> because it's true. It's not We're a always, future thing. It's, it's a not a thing. future thing. And like what you said, if right. you wait till that point, you'll be waiting forever. Forever. And yeah, um, yeah I think that's really important yeah. because I'm sure now too, you've achieved all this success and there's always going to be something, right? Oh, there's yeah, always for sure. New, or new goals, oh, yeah. new levels to achieve. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's so beautiful. Was there a moment though that in your career so far with blogging that you just like a pinch me moment where you were like, this is such a, this is a moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, ha- I have a few for sure. Yeah. I think, um, so I think it was la- yeah, last February um, I, or last January, I got an email from this brand called Fresh. Mm. Never heard of this brand, like one of the few who never heard of it and uh, had a great conversation with them. And they were like, we want to fly you out to New York and we'll, we're doing this like seminar thing with a bunch of different um, bloggers. So I'm thinking like, oh, I'll just like have like this little room in New York, like no big deal. They hooked me up with like a huge suite and like it was one of the magical, most magical weeks I had had as a blogger. (laughs) Um, That's awesome. Yeah, that was definitely a pinch me moment. Like this is, this is what I want to do. And then like that next week I decided to drop everything and go full time yeah yeah right after that experience what was that like because that in and of itself has got to be a leap of faith because so yes, it's like you can feel that maybe you're gaining some momentum yeah. or you're having some response from brands yeah. or whatever even maybe some brand deals yeah but like that leap of like I'm gonna trust that it's gonna keep coming right what, <laughs> is, what was that what was that like making that decision well, um, to be frank, I saved up $10,000, okay. and I told myself that once I hit that 10000 I was going to take the leap and just go full-time with it, mm-hmm. and it was the best decision I could have made because um, when your mind is fully focused on one thing that you always wanted to do, it can only expand, mm-hmm. and so... Um, when I took that leap, it was like, okay, here we, let's do it. It's just me and me and my blog now. And I had my, I have my own place now. And so it was like a way for me to be creative in my own space. And like, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. 
know. It was like an instinct, like, okay, just hustle now. Mm. And yeah, yeah, just like, yeah. Mm. And it wasn't hard. Mm. I wouldn't say it was hard. I think because I had struggled so much and I always wanted to do this, it was like, oh, I'm seeing it's 5 a.m. Like, I'm typing an article and or whatever, or like, editing photos. It's 5 a.m. Like, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> this right. is what I want to do. Like, I'm enjoying this. Like, I've always wanted this. Um, and then, like, I mean, like, the next month, I got a deal with Old Navy wow. and modeled for them for their whole summer campaign. Mm-hmm. And then two months later, I met my manager mm-hmm. and signed with an agency, like, one thing after another. And... It's it's really about, um, I think it was in those moments in my earlier years of L.A. when I figured out how to be happy in the now. Mm-hmm. And because I just know, like, when I took that leap, it was like, this, is, this feels really good, but I know it feels really bad. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be super grateful and super appreciative of this moment because I know, like, I'll be granted even more and more, and that's what's been happening. Absolutely. That's amazing. Yeah. I think that's really inspiring, and it's something, sort of a common theme for a lot of our, um, the people that we interview, is mm-hmm. that, you know, everybody has sort of a different pathway to it, but one sort of common theme that I, I hear over and over is trusting your gut, trusting your intuition. Yeah. Like when you know or are in tune with that through maybe different practices. Yeah. Like maybe it's like with us, we chant or like with some people it's meditation or with some people it's just like yeah. whatever. whatever Find a church or yeah. whatever your like sense of sort of spiritual getting in touch with yourself yes. is. It's like once you can develop that sense of trust, mm-hmm. um, the answers become a little bit clearer. Like oh, the decisions yeah. become less. Yeah. Am I going to make the right decision or wrong mm-hmm. decision? It just sort of like unfolds in a yeah. more natural way. And that's yeah. something that I've seen like with multiple people that we've interviewed. Well, because I think at the end of the day too is ultimately, I think so much of the time early on, we're putting our faith into something else. Like this right. internship, this job, this right. person, this yeah. relationship. And then you figure out the only person you really can put faith in is yourself. Yeah, and that's right. like, you you got you. Like, I don't know what else to say, but yeah. like, you got you. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if you have a relationship with yourself mm-hmm. and you trust yourself, mm-hmm. you'll be able to do anything. Because yeah. then yeah. you'll know if a relationship isn't serving you right. or a job, even no matter how great the job is, yeah. it, it'll never give you that fulfillment. Right, but yeah. you listening to yourself and being like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take this leap. And then the universe or whatever, it's like everything responds in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And not staying in something out of fear, right? Right. Not staying and you're like, well, I know like my knitting job pays pretty well and I can like pay my bills that way. But you were like, you made a plan. You weren't like, you know, you had sort of a little bit of a plan and a safety net in place. But then you're like, okay, I'm going to take that leap. That's really cool. That's really exciting. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah, being self-aware. I feel like I've always been self-aware, like, from stories with my parents, like, saying, like, when I was three, like, looking in the mirror, like, (laughs) I'm so pretty, like, you know, (laughs) just being really self-aware. But um, as I got older, that 
get scared because of other yeah. people's opinions and um, not knowing what to do and like having um, questions about reality of life mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I've, being self-aware, I feel like I built more self-awareness by living alone. Mm-hmm. Just like really getting in tune or having a lot of alone time. Just like, mm-hmm. how do I feel right now is like the most powerful thing I could ever feel when I'm alone. Mm. So yeah. <laughs> I had I had to really figure that out because being alone has made me so much stronger because I can like really um, exude who I am to other people because I know who Candace is. Mm. Yeah. You know? That's interesting. I can resonate with that. Yeah. I'm an only child. Okay. Are you? Do you have No, I have a younger brother. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, which I didn't realize until I think I was an adult, like consciously realized. I always knew I needed alone time because yeah. I was comfortable being alone. Yeah. But it's like, until I started prioritizing that as a part of my own wellness, mm. like even now I have to yeah. prioritize it. It's um, it's really important. Yeah, I think it's important for everybody. Yeah, I do think, you know, like I was conditioned to need it on some level because mm-hmm. it was something that I had a lot of right. growing up. So it was a com. It's more okay. comfortable for me, I think, than other. Right. But it's like when that. That can get clouded if you don't carve that time out to be oh, by yourself yeah, absolutely. for a little bit. Mm. Yeah, like I think for everybody that can get muddied. Mm. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, that's so beautiful. Even though, to, do you ever get homesick? Do you ever miss your family? How, oh, yeah. Like, how, absolutely. How, yeah. yeah. Do you go to Indiana a lot? Yes. How, like, do you have tools to deal with? Because I'm sure, too, a lot of, I'm sure a lot of people move to L.A. and New York specifically mm-hmm. with Big dreams. Big dreams. Yeah. And I, I'm i from L.A., so my family has always been right <laughs> relatively yeah. close. So I always really admire people who have left. And what is your, like, coping tool for that? Like, lots of phone calls, lots of trips home. Well, when I first moved out here, it was, like, a phone call every five minutes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and my mom can attest to that where, oh, guess what just happened? Like, always trying to keep them in the circle of what is going on in my life um and when I first moved out here I was home like every four months like Mm -hmm. I was just like I need a break I need a break I need to go home (laughs) um but now like I go home I still go home pretty frequently probably like um three or four times a year Mm. um but it's so nice when I go home because I can really um get down to the basis of me Mm. like oh it's like it's so different where I'm from there's no traffic honestly (laughs) (laughs) um when you go to grocery stores you see people you know you know yeah I'm going to church on Sundays like it's just Mm. such a different feel and it just makes me aware of like what I want in the future Mm. Um, but then when I come back here, I have great time. Like, I'm doing my blogging. I'm going to events. I have my friends here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, like, a good balance. Um, I still... I, I don't know if I get homesick anymore. Um, but I definitely have moments where I want to hug my parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And those days are hard because I can't just, like, drive to them. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's... It's just an adjustment. Mm. I think, like, I think once I have my own family and things like that, 
I will want to go back home, but I don't know. Yeah. You know, like, LA is a great place for me with my blog and stuff. Yeah. Um, It's a great place for today. Yeah. (laughs) Who knows what it'll be tomorrow. (laughs) So do you have any other sort of wellness, um, we call it like the wellness toolkit. Do you have any other things in your own personal wellness routine, whether it be mental or Mm -hmm. physical or that you sort of keep as a part of your daily routine Mm -hmm. to to keep in the mindset that you've kind of discovered is so important Mm -hmm. for yourself yeah um so I wake up every morning pretty early like six or seven and I do yoga in my place Mm -hmm. um for like 30 40 minutes and then I take a hour-long walk Mm -hmm. Because it's just nice to just be outside, and I listen to only love songs when I do that, because, I don't know, it just makes you feel good. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, only love songs, no breakup songs, no, like, cussing, (laughs) nothing bad, just love songs. It puts me on a really, like, good vibration of what I want in life and what I want during my day. Um, Yeah, so those are two things I do definitely to stay in my wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to read too. I love to listen to um, Abraham Hicks mm. all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know if your audience will know her, but look her up, Abraham Hicks. She's amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I try to keep my mind positive as much as possible. Um, because I know if I, like, go down a negative route, it's just not good for me. Mm-hmm. It's just really not good. Um, but, yeah, it's it's those three things, I guess, that yeah. really help me every day, yeah. that routine. That's awesome. Mm. Do you, um, when you're writing, like, for your blog, do you, how do you get your inspiration for whatever your next thing is going to be? That's a great question. Um... I recently want to, like, start doing more talks like this. I feel like my blog has really just been about fashion. Mm-hmm. It's, like, inspiring, like, 90s looks or, like, working with a brand. Um, so I recently worked with a brand called Hinge, which is a dating app, and they asked me to talk about healthy relationships on three different topics. And so the three different topics I talked about were um, healthy relationships with self, money, and social media. Mm. Wow. So um, it was really great because um, it was really great because I don't really talk about those things on my blog, but the response I got was really amazing and mm. makes me think like I want to do more of that and share more of that mm. part of my life um, because I, I see myself using my blog one day as more of a self-help place okay not necessarily um fashion and beauty like those will tie in but um I always think of myself like what will I do when I'm 40 years old like I don't really see myself taking outfit photos you know (laughs) I don't so um, I would love to go down that route of like self-help and self-love yeah, yeah. and self-awareness. And yeah. Man, that's so beautiful. Yeah. I am. Um, have you seen Queer Eye on Netflix? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm obsessed. 
obsessed mm-hmm. with queer. I'm specifically obsessed with Jonathan. I know. He's, <laughs> he's I am Jonathan, family. though. Like, that's, like, like, I I feel like my, like, most authentic self mm-hmm. is him, but I just, like... Because you guys are both champions for other people. I think that's true. <laughs> You're yeah. so encouraging, and he's the most encouraging. <laughs> but I just, like, I love him. But that's neither here nor there. The point of that is what I, I was watching last night... And I was just thinking, I was like, wow, so many people think fashion or grooming or beauty or these mm-hmm. are so superficial, right? right? Or they don't contribute. But actually, if you watch Queer Eye, the two, after grooming, right? After they've, like, changed their face and they put on that, like, you can see, like, when they look at themselves in the mm-hmm. mirror, their face changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they feel so empowered mm-hmm. just by putting on a fitted jacket or yeah. shaving their beard or whatever it is. And I'm like... What you're doing is so empowering because giving, even though, right, like so many people would be like, you know, fashion, beauty, uh, like whatever, I'm curing cancer. And it's like, (laughs) whatever to that, because to be honest, there's the day to day of living your life. If you don't feel good about yourself, you know, hurt people hurt people. And a Mm -hmm. lot of people who are feeling hurt Mm -hmm. don't feel good about the way they look or the way they're dressing or the way they're behaving and what you're doing is giving people a tool to change that yeah. part of themselves and Thank I think you. it's really powerful it's true there is a lot you're right in, in those like reveals some yeah. of the biggest like confidence shifters mm-hmm. are just the littlest sort of thing that someone can do for themselves because it is a part of that self-care you know yeah. there's a fine line with anything right you can do anything obsessively yeah. or take anything too seriously yeah. but there's nothing wrong with like wanting to present yourself in a way yeah. that makes you feel good right so that you can behave in a way yeah. that you know that makes that does good in the world yeah. right like even there's those organizations like dress for success where it's yeah. like yeah, when women yeah. put on a suit to go into that interview, they're going to feel empowered and different yeah. and hold themselves differently, yeah. which is going to create more opportunity for their life. Yeah, absolutely. So, so there really is a place for... Yeah. I think, um, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Um, I I definitely know that I want to go down a route like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the universe is is equipping me right Mm. now to do that like there's been so many opportunities like even today this Mm. podcast Mm -hmm. you know like there's signs like it's time to transition a little like (laughs) you know and I just want to flow with that like yeah yeah. and do that for sure yeah yeah oh have you had okay so you've built a pretty big audience at this point between your blog and Instagram and yeah um have you had a moment, you know, so Erica asked you before about the pinch me moment, but have you had a, like a really pivotal moment where you felt the positive influence of what you're doing for your audience or through an experience with someone in your audience? Like, do you have any, like maybe an interaction with someone or an audience member of yours? (laughs) Is there any sort of anecdote? Mm, That's such a good question. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's definitely several. Um, like, for instance, I did a party at the Grove, and just, like, the amount of people that showed up and mm-hmm. were so supportive of me and, like, saying, like, oh, I started my blog because of you. Like, you're just so amazing. As an African-American, I've struggled this way, and, like, I love that you're doing it and you're fulfilling your dreams. 
Um, and I get messages all the time, like, about wanting to do it, be a blog and how I've inspired them to keep pursuing their dreams. And um, even, like, <laughs> I was in, like, one commercial last year, and... I got a ton of messages like, oh, I've always wanted to be an actor and a blogger, and you do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like the inspiration. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, definitely. But they inspire me every day, Yeah, you know? I mean, their comments and even a like or um, especially, like, people back home. And, I like, when I post on Facebook and yeah. just how encouraging everyone is to my dream and they may not even understand what I'm doing like a lot right. of people are like oh I love that you're a model yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. like I guess <laughs> no. yeah. Um, but yeah it's I feel like it's a it's a back and forth like mm-hmm. I feel very intrigued by wow. their comments and um, I'm very intrigued or they're very intrigued by what I say yeah. so um, yeah it's it's really it's awesome I really enjoy it for sure that's great okay so the flip side of that okay how do you have how do you Mm -hmm. maintain a healthy relationship with social media Mm -hmm. when it is a big part of your job Mm. yeah I mean it's a great question yeah um it's I don't know if I can say it's easy or hard but it's definitely a process Mm. um because you can, I definitely can get wrapped up in like the image and how many likes I got and um, scrolling through and comparing. But I know that's not me. That's not the core of me. So I'll just turn off my phone. And I told my audience recently how like when I was talking about healthy relationship with social media, like those, I sometimes I don't post for three days because I just don't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have to be okay with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't want to share what I'm doing at the restaurant. Right. I don't. Mm-hmm. There are times where I just don't want to. Yeah. Or like the other day, I accidentally left my phone in the car. And we were at the, me and my friends were at the Grove for like six hours. And I was like, oh, I left my phone in the car. I was like, I'm so happy. Yeah. I left my phone in the car. You know? Um, because I never think of it as a... Um, I used to, for sure, feeling like I need the perfect photo. I need to do this. I need to do that. And it never worked out for me mm-hmm. being like that. I never got a brand deal because I thought this was the perfect photo. Right. You know, um, it came down to just what is good for Candace, mm-hmm. And just being okay with that. And I've never had a deal where it's like, oh, we didn't like that you didn't post for three days. Uh You know, no one's ever come at me like, oh, we didn't like that you did a story at this hour and then not one again till three hours later. Mm -hmm. You know, no one has ever said that to me, and I don't think anyone will. I don't have that belief. Yeah. I believe that I will work with the brands that want to work with me, and I will post when I want to post, and everything will fall into place. Yeah. I won't lose followers. I... I will gain, I will be prosperous, there's abundance in this, Mm -hmm. and that's what I believe, and that's what shows up in my life. That's so so interesting. It's really like you really are living the opposite of a fear mentality. (laughs) I I have to, because when I feel fearful, 
I lose a lot of things. Yeah, absolutely. I don't have abundance in my life. Right. I feel very um, run down. Yeah. I start crying. <laughs> I, you know, like yeah. it's just like a downward spot, yeah. downward spiral, well, downward <laughs> spiral. No, yeah, and I, I think people too respond so well to authenticity, yeah. mm-hmm. and they know when things are being forced or yeah. fake, mm-hmm. and no one wants to be lied to, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah, I think. I think your success is a testament to living your authentic truth because, and your followers and your, the people who like your, they're not going to stop liking it because you're living their, your life. That's what I had to come to understanding that they have a life too. Yeah. Just like I do. I'm not the only one in this world who has a life. Yeah. (laughs) They have to do their schoolwork or they have to feed their kids or they have to go to work, you know? Yeah. And so I, <laughs> man, <laughs> well, that's that's good. I feel like you have such a, you know, social media is such just kind of like, it's it can be super empowering in the way that people can share and speak with mm-hmm. each other. Like it can be used for good, but right. it can also be used for bad. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's been such a, it's such a like prevalent part of our society now, and and to talk with someone who actually like intricately uses it yeah. in their career and mm-hmm. in their life, but like who has this really like sort of healthy set of boundaries with it. I think like anything, it's yeah. like anything, right? Yeah. Like things, anything can become addictive oh, if you absolutely. have too much of it, absolutely. but to like have the, you know, we talk about it with food, intermittent fasting. So your body has the ability to, um, maybe like give your digestive system a break for a certain amount of hours in the day Mm -hmm. and it's sort of the same thing with social media I see now people doing intermittent social media fasts (laughs) where they maybe like take the week off but then it's like if they know it's a part of their brand it's a part of their life but like come back to it the next week there's an Instagram I really like called the numinous it's an astrology based it's a really cool little instagram she wrote a book too um i think her name is ruby harrington she wrote a book as well but she takes every weekend off of instagram every weekend off of instagram so she goes monday Monday through through friday Friday. and and she's growing like i mean you know she has all these different things but for her um she she prioritizes friday saturday and sunday is like her time to recharge and get back in and so yeah I think I love that I I love that too I was like that's so neat (laughs) so typically when we wrap up we ask any of our guests if there's any books or music or podcasts that they are listening to right now or a love song or that really inspires you in the morning that you want to share um let's see I definitely have love songs for sure. <laughs> I love that. That's so beautiful. Yeah, so like, well, I'm gonna try that, Candice. You really, you really tired. have to. You really do. You have create to. your own like Spotify playlist. Like, how do you make sure that everything that comes on is a love song? Or do you just like <laughs> pick what you want to hear? Um, there's um, they make radio stations for oh, you. Oh yeah, like based, <laughs> yeah, based on based like on, what you like yeah. a lot. Um, <laughs> But definitely my saved. I have, like, a ton of love songs. Um, but then there's, like, um, playlists, too. Love song playlists. playlists yeah. Like other people make. Yeah. yeah. Ah, so. awesome. <laughs> Giving yeah. us all the little secrets. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite love songs is called You Make It Easy 
by Jason Aldean, mm. a country singer. Ooh. I love country. It's like my guilty pleasure. I'm so embarrassed I'm announcing it on the podcast. Okay, Candace, we're in it together. That is so funny, you guys. <laughs> I, I'm from yeah. New Jersey. I'm like, we I'm from Los Angeles, and I'm like, I'm gonna download that song now. Yeah, but there so, are yeah. like, there's like a closeted like country um, like a group <laughs> of community here, like the Stagecoach. Like, yeah, that's, that's when I wanted. That's when I started liking. I don't country. even remember when I started liking country, but I dragged a girlfriend of mine to see Sam Hunt with me last. <gasps> I know because oh I had no friends. I was so that's embarrassed so to exciting. tell her. I was like, I, I don't like, even know who he is. Yeah, you should. Body like a back road. It's fantastic. Everyone listening oh God, should listen you to are it. So funny. So thank you, Candace, for inspiring me to like yeah, lie you have publicly to. out. Yeah, you have to. I really have to. I'm trying to find a book. Um, have you guys read "You Are a Badass"? That mm-hmm. one's a really good one. I haven't read it. You have I know it, that, yeah. but I haven't read it. Yeah, okay. It's really good. Okay. It's such an encouraging one. Um, this one has a cuss word and well, the last one did too, but it's called The Sub- Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. That's okay, really great. good. Good recommendation. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Kim. Yeah. Thank you for coming today. We're so, so excited. Thanks for having to me. Like, yeah. And so, for anyone listening who, for whatever reason, isn't following you, where can everyone find you on the internet? Okay. Um, you can find me um, on any social media, and it's Candice Nikia, C A N D I C E N I K E I A. Yay! Great. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.